Welcome back, everybody. This week, we have a special guest. I'm super pumped to interview her. Joe, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tony. Super excited to be here. Absolutely. Let's do the famous one word open to kick this off. Tell us that one word right now that you could use to describe how you're feeling in this moment. That way the audience can be on the same page with us. Passion. Definitely passion. I love it. If you could take the next few minutes, Joe, tell us about your background, what you stand for, and tell us about your business, how you got started, where you are at today, and where you're headed. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm the CEO and co-founder of Sensia, and we are a talent intelligence platform that exists to really change the way that organizations hire talent and really help people that today are hidden by bias be seen. You know, we found that over a billion people in the world are discriminated for jobs that they actually qualify for because they don't have the right keywords in their background. They don't have, they don't look the right color. They aren't the right gender. They didn't work at the right Fortune 500 company or they didn't go to the right Ivy League school. And we believed in changing that. So we actually help the best and biggest organizations in the world find, keep and grow the difference makers that are gonna change the trajectory of their organizations. How I started that, it's really funny. You know, I, when I was, I was young, um, when I was young, I really wanted to be in government. And so that was the first thing. And when I was in college, I was recruited to the FBI. I joined the FBI, thought that's what I was going to do forever. I was also an athlete in college, so it's highly competitive and merit-based. And I found that the Bureau just really didn't do that for me. You know, in the end of the day, as much as I loved what I did, I really didn't thrive in a bureaucratic structure where the day I was hired, they told me every day I'd be promoted. And so, uh, you know, these are, these are your dates. You can mark a calendar and I want to change that. So I, I left and I became an entrepreneur and I've been unemployable since I've been a, a CEO ever since. And this is Sensi is my fourth company. Um, which means that every time I've really kind of advanced that thinking process I've sold to, I've taken one public and, what has been really a, a big part of my passion for the last decade is people. And I became that, that really came up because uh, I've learned the most by traveling around the world and uh, learning new experiences and, and meeting new people. And I went on this journey to understand what the biggest challenge in the world was. And I sought out executive after executive. Uh, I went to 110 countries. I was in crazy situations, I was in wonderful situations, I was in beautiful places and not beautiful places, but either way, I wanted to understand, you know, for the CEOs of the world, what were they thinking about? And what was crazy is everyone just said people. They were thinking their greatest asset is their people, their biggest challenge was finding people. And they were super afraid that if they couldn't find the right people, they weren't gonna be able to survive this future, right? This digital transformation that we're all going through. And that was shocking to me. And I was like, but there's so many technologies that do it. And, you know, that kind of led off and kicked off this journey that I went on uh, building Sensi over the last four and a half years. We've really been focused on the fact that underlying great technologies to find people is, is really unstructured data. And so we went down the journey of structuring that information and allowing organizations to find people based on performance. Who are the difference makers? That is, that is such a cool story. Thanks for sharing that with us. And I have to dive deeper in that. Can you share with us real quick, if your typical client right now is listening, maybe they don't have an idea or maybe it's on top of mind for them, but what's like a typical pain point they're facing right now um, that would make sense for them to kind of check you out and, or to find out more information? Like maybe they're struggling with a certain thing. 
they're unaware or they are aware, but they don't know a service like yours exists. Or if they do know that exists, they don't know there's one at your uh, capacity. So if you could share that with the audience, that'd be great too. Yeah, absolutely. So where we've cracked the code is really figuring out that how do we find talent that has done it before, that is that have taken a company from point A to point B, whether that's in engineering or product or go to market or even, you know, even HR, whatever your kind of focal point is, how do they find and hire the best talent in the world that's going to be able to do that? A lot of people struggle and they think they maybe have to go to spend a lot of money externally and hire external agencies. What I can tell you is that we built technology to find that talent really, really quickly and do that and you know, map a market very quick on who the performers are. And what you'd be shocked to know, and what I think clients are shocked to know always, is that that talent, when you look at it based on performance, it's diverse. It doesn't look like we might think. It doesn't go to the same schools that we might think. It doesn't work at only the companies that we're thinking of at the top, top of our head but they've performed over and over and over again. And so I would say, number one, there are we are in this moment of change when it comes down to how we look for people and how we find people. And it's all about finding the best talent faster and better than your competitors. And the other one is around you know, retaining that talent. That talent's got to be able to find, continue to see opportunity in an organization. And we can help organizations both in talent attraction, but also at the same point in talent management and retaining that talent. Wow, that's so fascinating. I think when you were just speaking to that, it just totally struck the chord with me. I'm sure it is with the audience as well. Because like you said, um, you think it's this, but it's not. Like, no. you know, the, yeah. you know, like the 80-20 role with my executive coach, I spent six months, you know, he sprinkled a little bit of 80-20 rule. I'm like, 80-20 rule, I don't believe in it. And then sure enough, the things that I thought were like not true, the 80-20 just defined it for me and I stick to that yeah. rule. You know, it's so great. So totally. like to your point, which is great what we think it is for those difference makers it's not maybe or the schools or that's, right. that's, that's so right. great i love that yeah. that with us let's yeah. shift gears over to um, a recent one can you share with the audience something that you recently had as a w so to speak on the board or you put on the board that you're really proud of and tell us your takeaway from this w yeah you know i think what i'm really proud of is that we are in this fun fun stage of growth you know we're we're growing at a rate that you know, on a monthly basis, we pass what we did all of last quarter. And so it's just this fun time where the company is, is really in its, we, we have just, you know, building a startup and building a company for the first few years, you're just, it's a slug, right? Biggest misconception I think that people think is that, oh, I'm going to start this tech company. It's just going to take off. And you know, when you find out the stories behind great tech companies is there's a lot of process and a lot of thinking behind the early days. And so um, what's really fun, though, is this at a point, you know, you just kind of everything goes and it just clicks and it's just exciting. Everything is it, it's it's like showing up and you're just in your groove. Right. Like, you know, the song that's playing in the background and you just can you're like, I got this. I know the dance moves to this one. And that's kind of how I feel right now every day. And I think our team feels the same way, which is just that we're changing the world and we're making this impact. And it just feels like we, uh, you know, we're really in it. So I think that's the, the thing that I'm the most proud of. I'm also just unbelievably proud of the team that I've built. Like they're just, they blow me away. And I get complimented every day, just thinking about, wow, these people join me. And, and I feel that they lead me as much as I lead them. And that's a, that's a really wonderful feeling. 
That is so powerful. Thanks for sharing that with me. Because <laughs> yeah. the energy and the way you described it, um, it that was just beautiful. So um, with that said, let's shift over to failures. So keeping the same energy, yeah. you know, failures is part of life. It's part of business. Yeah. As long as you learn and push through. So can you share with yeah. us a recent failure that you may have experienced? And also, what did you do to get out of it? Like, you know, we all are, sometimes we square off with that failure. We're like, oh no, like, how am I going to pull out yeah. of this? Like I have yeah. someone here that he was a, an $18 million company and he had $16 million in losses in a quarter uh, because of the pandemic. So he's like, how do I go from 18 to $2 million company? And then we, anyways, he came out of it, but he was like faced off and squared off with that fact and that pain, you know, and he pulled through, you, you know, you either make it through or you don't. So what that said, yeah. share with us a recent failure and how, when you scored off with it and then, and then uh, you kind of got through the other side and what was your takeaway and learning uh, experience from it? Yeah, I think one of the biggest uh, failures I've experienced is putting people in the wrong situations, right? Putting, there's a, <laughs> uh, Einstein's, I never judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree. And I think that's such an incredible thought process, but we do it a lot. And whether that's putting a person or a group of people, I've made the mistake on both sides of really putting, uh, going, all right, I'm going to put this company in a place where maybe it's going to go through insane growth, but I'm also, it's not ready for that. And I think that's been a historical failure that I experienced and learned from very well. And then, you know, kind of going all the way down and drilling down to the individuals, are we, is the approach of who we're hiring or, you know, a person's expertise really the right one for what's going to work in this organization? And so, I'll give you a good example. You know, if you're trying to take a bottoms up approach and go to market strategy where you want to get a whole bunch of product users, you go and focus on demand gen. And so building out an entire team that knows demand gen, when in reality, maybe you want to take a top down approach. And that's really going to be focused on account based marketing, which is a totally different skill set and focus for a team. And so putting people in a position where you go, great, you're an expert at demand gen, now do account based marketing, now do this type of marketing it's going to be a really big challenge for one. It's not fair to them. And it's also not fair to the organization. It's not fair on an expectation place. So I think that that's one of the biggest things. again, success and failure, I think in the end of the day are completely based on one core thing, which is alignment. You know, when a company's misaligned, things don't go great. And when things are aligned, it is that same, you're just popping. Um, and so I, I would say it's really when there's a misalignment with expectations and, and talent. That was deep. That was deep. <laughs> yeah. I think you entered like the conversation all over our heads because like, you know, I couldn't help to say like, because there's one thing specifically, I've, I always kind of use the analogy of like, Hey, uh, the CEO has you do, you know, you're either imagine like you're at an all you can eat buffet, bad example, but, and you're, you're, you're stack your plate full of food. And then the CEO goes, here's another, you know, thing to, to stack on your plate and here's two okay. more scoops of this and by the way here's another dessert and it's just the wrong expectation and, and right. so people can't make that difference and they can't drive that impact because it's not in the realm of their capabilities so i'd love that totally right yeah it's right on point it's, it's a thought it's, it's a constant thing in all of our heads right so yeah yeah okay so let's go back in time so when you first launched yeah. this when you first went live with this if you could go back to that same day what would you say to yourself what was the one advice you could give yourself that day that you launched? Yeah. Um, 
keep asking people their thoughts. Um, we did a interesting thing is we built out a customer advisory board to build out our platform, which is really cool because we just, you know, we had unbelievable talent leaders that were telling us like kind of constantly stress testing, constantly telling us, oh, we need this. It needs to be a little bit more like that. You know what? It needs to do this, not that. And that was really, really helpful because having customer advisory board does not mean that they're telling you what they're not giving you the direction and the vision of where you're going, but they're continuing to help the little micro points, right? Like you're continuing to get better every single time. And, um, and I think that, that when, as we were building that, it just, we kind of stayed and we're, all right, we're going to focus on these 30. And I would say, I wish that I just kept focusing on that for the first, you know, for the first year. Um, and not just those 30, right? Like bring on constantly as we're evolving and changing who's the next level and maybe focusing industry by industry instead of focusing on going wide. And so, you know, and I think about that with, with CEOs too, fundraising, like the number of people, the best fundraisers, they call up everyone that they know that's a great fundraiser. And they're like, let me run my pitch by you. And that's kind of one of my favorite things to do. It's also one of the most humbling things that happens because inevitably the first few pitches are like, this is really bad, Joe. You got to get it together, right? Like, and then they go, yeah, you, these 25 slides you've got, you got to get them down to five and you got to have three bullets on each slide and that's all. And if, you know, you're using a deck to sell it, to, to get an investor, there's an issue. So this is supposed to just grab them and tell them. And I think that having great people give feedback is is key and so seeking out feedback is is i think the thing that i would even quadruple down on um in the early days and it's something that i've really like made a big part of our organization and how i do things now but i wish i did it really right out of the gates even more well think about all the people that you just helped by sharing that <laughs> So, the buy sides. <laughs> we can all learn from mistakes that we get from each other, right? So yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Totally. So here we are at the end. I know we've had a great opportunity to find out more about you and your company and the impact that you guys make. So if the audience is interested in finding out more information, please take this opportunity to give out your social handles and your yeah. company website address. That way they can find out more information and reach out if it makes sense. Absolutely. So company website is sensia.com. It's C-E-N-S-I-A.com. And my Twitter handle is Joanna Kid Riley with two Ds. Uh, that's my middle name, funny enough, uh, after a pirate that I'm related to. Um, and uh, people are like, really? Who is our pirates real? They are. I was once related to one. Joanna Kid Riley on Twitter. And my LinkedIn is Joanna Riley. So please connect with me. I'd love it. Um, and I'd love to get your feedback and, and hear about what your thoughts are. Outstanding. Here we are at the final thing. Uh, so final question, if you could give us your one word close and tell us why you're choosing to sign off with this word, that would be great. Yeah. Hustle. I would say, um, I think that in the beginning of, of anything, and as you continue to grow, one of the best things to do is just hustle, right? keep, keep going after the dream. People are going to say no, people are going to not understand it. But in the end of the day, if you're passionate about it and you love it, hustle, keep going. And, uh, and you're going to find, you're going to figure it out. There you have it folks. Joe, thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate the meaningful conversation and looking forward to having Please. you back on here in the near future to catch up with you. Me too. Thank you so much, Tony. And thank you everyone listening. <laughs>